Welcome to Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein. And this is Ryan Ripstein. And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive. We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others. And just a reminder, this is our story and it personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice. Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 20 of Hope Ahead. Uh, this week we're going to talk about kind of going over what we've learned mm-hmm. so far in our podcasting, in our infertility journey, kind of everything, just what we've talked about over the year. We'll do some updates on where we are now. We'll try to keep it short, but uh, we do have a bit of information, so we'll see how we do. That's right. But we will open with prayer, like we do, and then we'll get started. Tara, thank you for today. Thank you for this year. Thank you for those that are joining us, uh, watching in or listening in. Uh, we just pray that this is a blessing to everybody, uh, that it's glorifying to you. And we just pray that you would guide our hearts and our minds and our words as we go through this information. Uh, be with us in our conversation, and thank you for today. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so... 2023 has been quite an interesting year. Yeah. Um, We'll kind of go ahead and start with the update and then go, I guess, through like just the recap of the year and everything. Um, So I think we last left you guys with more information was post my second surgery that happened Mm -hmm. in October. Um, Had one cycle from the surgery, then a full cycle after the surgery, and then another cycle. And during that third cycle, but second cycle since the surgery, my doctor wanted me to do a hormone panel, um, essentially looking at just my estrogen and progesterone, right? The ones, the estrogen is what's causing the follicle to grow. And then the progesterone is the one that kind of stabilizes after that follicle ruptures and hopefully helps with implantation. So mm-hmm. um, I had to do blood draws on day three, five, seven, nine, and 11. Um, and that's still all with my, um, Creighton model chart. I'm going to kind of show you guys this a little bit later. So I had to track it to know when I ovulated and stuff. And it's been pretty, um, easy to do now that I know what I'm doing. But um, if you remember back in previous episodes, when we first started, (laughs) when Naomi first started it, it was definitely not her favorite it thing. And she's like, why do I have to do this? Yeah. Why do they need so much information? With everything what there's a matter and all this stuff. And now that we've gotten enough months of data, you know, the doctors and everybody have looked at it and they're like, oh, you can easily see, like Naomi said, we'll show it to you in a little bit. Yeah. But it was like, okay, maybe you're right. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, I knew that they were right, but you really do have yeah. to commit to it. It's not something that you can kind of just do half wit because you'll miss stuff yeah, and yeah. I've been really trying to do better and it really has gotten easier but it definitely has taken time yeah so um but anyway we had to do the blood draw and at first it was going to be a little inconvenient because I was going to have to drive quite a ways but God is good we found a clinic that um was closer within town ta- like within town honestly and I was able to do that but mm-hmm. it was still you know difficult going every other day eventually your arms get stuck or tired but I know some people that do blood draws a lot for like their thyroid and mm-hmm. other hormone plant animals. So if you're one of those people, props to you because you know how annoying it is. But anyway, they have to know what's going on, right? Um, 
and the blood draws really give you the best idea. You can do some stuff with urine, but um, anyway, we ended up finding out that my um, hormones were not where they were supposed to be, both the progesterone and the estrogen. Um, so normally with endometriosis, you're normally estrogen dominant. Now I was stage one, so maybe that was just an inconvenient kind of thing, but we always were suspect that maybe my progesterone was low because of the miscarriage. And, um, you know, when we would do the blood draws when I was on Clomid, um, a couple of years ago, it always showed that it was successful for an ovulation. And this still showed that it was successful for ovulation with when I was on nothing. I wasn't even doing, I don't even think I was doing my tea because I wanted to really just see where my body was for a full cycle. Um, and so it, it still showed like successful ovulation based on the number. My estrogen, at first I was a little worried it was gonna be shooting up there, but then it never really did. And then, you know, you check different things to see where it is and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't still like optimal and neither was my progesterone. Um, they still kind of followed a nice arch together and even yeah. my doctor commented on that. But like I said, it, it should be better. And yeah, for the first, I think it was day three and five. Mm -hmm. It looked good. The levels were towards the upper range, the upper range of normal. Mm -hmm. So if this is the upper, it kind of followed right underneath that. Mm -hmm. But then it normally tapers off. So this curve tapers off mm -hmm. and day seven or nine, I, I forget. Nine. It was a pretty It dropped drop. basically to the bottom of, low, of the range of the right. regular or normal yeah. range. So again, not outside of normal, mm -hmm. but high normal and then low normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is kind of what the yeah, showed. and so essentially, and I had thought maybe that it was due to the surgery, like maybe my body was still recovering. But he informed me, he's like, no, he's like, this is just where your body was performing already, and the surgery is going to help that because now it's not having to fight against so many extra barriers of the PCOS, of the endo, of the blocked fallopian tubes. But my hormones were not adequate enough. To fight against all of that and they're still not quite adequate enough mm -hmm. to make it just super successful right and so what he um wanted to do is put me on estradiol and progesterone pills or capsules um orally and everything like that just to supplement and i have to do that on peak plus three so after i ovulate three days later up until um, day 12 after ovulation. So essentially about like nine days there that I'll be taking these medicines. And it's just to help stabilize um, if there was an egg release and everything like that. Um, and so, and he even put me on like the half dose of what he normally does for certain other things. So like I said, it's just enough to kind of help me, um, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. You know, I, I knew, I figured, you know, that I was probably gonna need something. I didn't know where I was lying though. Mm -hmm. um, and he also gave me a list of other supplements to take. A lot were things that I was already taking anyway, but just now I'm doing it more consistently because this is like our plan, right? Um, one of them was to increase B6. So um, that's normally all the B vitamins are all energy related, but B6 is a big help for your cervical mucus and your um, helps in production of progesterone. So um, he put me on a little higher dose of that and um so everything hopefully will be good i mean i feel like we've been kind of better about what we need to do for our supplements i definitely took a break for a while because of all the surgeries but then just pill fatigue 
And we, we were, also talked about that. Yeah, because we, I mean, we just get yeah. over it, right? You're like, are yeah. these things even doing anything? Right. Right. <laughs> so, but now we kind of have a plan for, um, you know, these are the things I need to be on to support my body. And he was very like optimistic during mm -hmm. this time. Um, so, like I said, with my Creighton model. So I'll give you, this is kind of like my very first one. You can do this on an app too, but you gotta pay for it. So I'm still doing the paper charts. But essentially, you know, you line it up. This is all like when your cycle starts, this is the red, the green is like leading into fertile, the white babies, green babies are fertile time. And then you're, you're after your post luteal mm -hmm. phase, right? Mm -hmm. And so these bottom ones though, so this is after first surgery and then second surgery, went right into bleeding and essentially my cycle. But now like, these are my first two cycles after, and you see that they really line up very nicely. I'm into my third cycle now. Um, and so this was very positive to him, um, yeah. to my doctor, which was great. And he's yeah. right, it is positive. But I also was like, I wanted results sooner. You know, I mean, you were at the time of the appointment, yeah. we were two months out, and I just felt like things were not going the way that I was hoping they would go. Even though mm -hmm. logically, you know, they tell you it should be three to six months that you will really start seeing that change. And he was super positive about what my body was doing with like my mm -hmm. cervical mucus and like, you know, even though my hormones weren't, weren't where they're supposed to be, they weren't, weren't bad. So he was very positive. And he um, said the triggering words to me though. Everything looks good. Yeah. Like and we've talked about again before kind of going through this podcast early on we were very much like everybody is telling us mm -hmm. everything looks good everything's fine so everything that's what she good. means by triggering yeah. it's just we've heard it so many times that i don't believe it anymore it's you know it's like the meaning is lost yeah it's like okay i believe you but so i've heard this yeah. before and it's like, we found other things and we're right. still not pregnant and it's another right. year and right and you know. so you know, when he said that, Naomi and I had actually, that morning or the day before, I think, just been talking about that situation, mm -hmm. kind of that, you know, that you were, you know, we're so far along after the surgery and we're not pregnant yet. And like in your mind, you had it, it's like it was going to be within the next 30 days after the surgery. Or well, I was the expecting to be pregnant by the end of the year. I was right. optimistic. You were optimistic. And it didn't happen. And it, yeah, so it's like you had that in your mind and it, that meant now that it, you know, the, I think the way the thought process was going was that you had that expectation and it's not happening. So therefore... Something else is wrong. Blah, I blah, failed blah, again, or something else failed right. again. Right. So, so when he said that, you know, I knew that this was going to bring up, and That's I knew Naomi was wasn't going to be able right. to like really articulate. So, I was trying to, I tried to drive like the doctor with questions on, you know, it's like you say it's okay, but like, what if, you know, how much longer do we wait? Mm -hmm. What if it's not? What if we don't get pregnant what after this? What are our this? next steps? You know, the, whatever, they right? had said this three to six months. And it's like, what if we're not pregnant after six months? Uh -huh. What if we're not pregnant after nine months? What if we're not, you know, what if, what does this mean? What, you know, are we mm -hmm. doing, should we take it as that we're still doing something wrong or that there is something, wrong? you know, all these kind of questions. Because, you know, I wanted to know that in our conversation the day or two before, you know, I had... I had said, for me, it wasn't as concerning 
the two months because he's the more the doctor, logical side, right? And my logical, the way I was going through results. it was <laughs> the doctor said three to six months, right? And, and we're not there. Correct. You're correct. Yeah. So you know, so I was like, there's just nothing. Like, what is that? What is the phrase? It's like don't be worried about it until it's time to be worried yeah. about it, or or something like that. And, and it wasn't. Time. And it it's just wasn't. Time yet. It just yeah. wasn't time to be worried because we weren't there. So that was my thought process. And you know, Naomi and I talked about that. And I think we had talked about it in a previous podcast of that's where the guy or I should check in with Naomi, even knowing in my logical brain that there's nothing to be necessarily concerned about. She still may be concerned about yeah. something, right? Like we talked about. So yeah. So that's where that whole conversation came from. And then with the doctor, and he said. He said, no, there's nothing. He's like, we're not looking. We shouldn't be looking so months far, so far right. ahead. Let's not let's get ahead of ourselves. Right let's and not that, get which is very wise. Yeah, let's deal let's, with right now. Let's deal with this cycle. Mm -hmm. And then if that does, isn't successful, then we'll, mm -hmm. then we'll focus on the next cycle. Mm -hmm. And really go month by month. And he's like, now it's just a matter of let's tweak the hormones. Let's... Mm -hmm get them in the right spot. Let's check some other things as we go forward. Mm -hmm. And he still was saying, he's like very confident that in a short amount of time we should be pregnant. Mm -hmm. But he was like, if you're not, that is not something, you know, at this point we have done all we can that's humanly possible with medical mm -hmm. and with the ourselves and everything with the yeah. surgeries. Now it's like, we're going to tweak some things along those lines, but really it's God's timing. Mm -hmm. And we right? I appreciate that. He even said that. Yeah. Yes. So, and yeah, cause he, I mean, he's a hundred percent correct that it is the Lord's timing and we're, he's only, our doctor's only a tool that God is using to help us that's right. in this way, you know? Yeah. And so, and it's a good reminder. It's a good yeah. reminder for so us. It, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, he really was. He like, handled I, it very well. Yeah. He, I did yeah. have to tell him, like, you need to keep telling yeah. me that. Be, keep encouraging, yeah. keep reminding me. And he did kind of shift a yeah. little bit because he saw I was getting emotional. Yeah. You know, like he I saw, told him. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, no, no. Yeah. And we gave him a hug. Yeah. At the nice end. guy. Yeah. Very nice He's guy. great. Um, but it was good to have Ryan there trying to get like that more information a little bit out of him because like, like he said, he knew that I was already like on edge of like, it's been two months and you know, things aren't happening, you know, and just to kind of come back around to be like, you know, we're going to look at that three month mark, which is what the next set is now. Like, you know, if we weren't pregnant this last cycle, which we weren't, he's like, then you, you know, message our office. We're going to set you up for a 10 day ultrasound to just see what your ovaries are doing, see if a mm. follicle is developing and then kind of go from there. He was like, because, and he did tell me, so even though we're doing the progesterone and the estrogen, um, he wants to do a monitored unmedicated cycle. And the unmedicated mm -hmm. part is in the sense of like, n um, not doing a stimulation ovulation medication. So, and he did discuss in the sense that, um, he is not really in favor of wanting to do Clomid or Letrozole for mm -hmm. me. Um, Letrozole has always been kind of kicked to the curb for me, I guess, just because of the um, the thought originally was maybe I had endometriosis, which it turned out I did. But um, even just the fact that I ovulate regularly and everything. So Clomid was suggested originally with my OB, but even with my NAPRO doctor, he doesn't even think Clomid would be a good choice to do again because Clomid, the way that it works, 
is it blocks your natural estrogen production. So it's tricking your brain like you're not producing enough. So then your brain tells your body to produce more. But since I already deal with the issue of not producing enough, having Clomid block that natural part to trick my brain is not really helping me because I already don't produce yeah. enough. So it wouldn't be doing the thing of like trying to produce more. Yeah. So his suggestion is, is once we do an unmedicated monitoring cycle, so like just mm -hmm. monitoring me, um, I guess for like every other day or something like that for like a week with the ultrasound, mm -hmm. um, just to see what my body does for ovulation time. After we see that, then he would switch possibly to medication of like an HCG shot, which is essentially a trigger shot causing you to like um, look at where the follicle is developing. You take the injection of the HCG and then within about 24 to 36 hours, it normally releases that egg and then that's like the go time to really try to pinpoint it a little bit more. Okay. Um, so that's what his plan is <clears throat> if we get to that. I mean, he's like, Ryan was saying he is still um, optimistic that we will be pregnant before that, but he at least gave me a little bit more of a glimpse down the road of what could be like our possible, mm -hmm. um, you know, next steps in this sense, if we aren't pregnant after like this, even this next cycle, mm -hmm. you know? So, but we do have, um, a little bit of a wrench thrown into our plans. Yeah, that's right. A positive thing, but it does affect what we'll be doing for fertility monitoring everything. So if you've you know followed along with us from the beginning, or if you watch me like on my Instagram stories, like I am a physical therapist, and so an opportunity came up for a travel assignment. Still here in Texas, um, just a really good pay package, good opportunity for learning. Um, we've been trying to get a kit our kitchen renovated for like years and so we're like well this could be a little extra boost to that and it just kind of gets about us out of our normal routine and everything mm -hmm. so it's like the uh, inverse of a, a vacation travel it's like so instead of paying a whole bunch to go and visit somewhere we're getting paid a whole bunch yeah, to go and visit yeah. somewhere yeah exactly exactly right? and it's a few hours away so it's not even very far from our home so we're able to come back and check it's out not like our house. paris or anything no but, uh, no but you know. <laughs> no um but anyway with that though it makes it um improbable that i will be able to come back and do the cycle monitoring because i can't do every other day drive a few hours to come back for basically a week right yeah so Unfortunately, if that's the route that we end up having to take, that is going to have to wait, I guess, until April, essentially, mm -hmm. which is heartbreaking and a little frustrating. But then, you know, we're just going to continue to do what we can. We're going to continue to practice. Mm -hmm. We're going to use those hormones um, to help my body still. We'll still be tracking with the Creighton model. Mm -hmm. um, we will still possibly be having an appointment that I'll drive back for with my NAPRO if there's other stuff he wants to do after what he sees from this day 10 cycle monitoring mm -hmm. um but you know it does just change things a little bit and you know i had some friends and family asking me like are you okay with this is that i'm like you know you gotta live life and god provided this job opportunity it really was uh not a surprise but it kind of was you know in the sense like i really just started looking and then this opportunity came up and Everything about it seemed good so far. It still seems good. Well, I'll mm -hmm. let you let you know in a yeah. couple of weeks once I start. But yeah. um, it just seemed like the right opportunity for this moment, you mm -hmm. know, for this time. And um, whether it means we get pregnant while I'm on assignment, whether it means we have to wait and give my 
body more time to heal and or learn new things or find out new things we'll just take it as it comes that it's god's plan you know um so i guess just now we're kind of getting into like a recap of the year and the podcast so we are ending this um season one with this episode and so then when we check back in with you guys and report in um starting it'll be starting season two into yeah of year 2024 gosh so um, we'll just do like a like a reflection and stuff. Of yeah, we wanted to kind of we had this thought independently of each other, and you know we were walking. Was that today when we went on? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were talking about kind of what we wanted to include, and then my you know Naomi's going through kind of like the list what she wanted to talk about, and I'm like, okay, remember my idea, remember my <laughs> idea, remember my idea, and then and then at the end she was like she started saying this of like kind of doing a recap and a highlights and I was like that was my idea so it was Perfect. good so we Perfect. we were already in agreement <laughs> um so yeah like we wanted to kind of touch on some some positives of the year mm-hmm. maybe some negatives of the year some like the best thing of the year that we mm-hmm. that we thought of and then you know anything of any of our favorite things of the year um so in kind of talking about it positives you know there, there is hope. I mean, you need hope ahead. Like we've talked about over and over and the theme of this whole discussion and podcast and, and everything is that there is hope, right? We, you know, we found the, the NAPRO doctor. We Mm -hmm. found out about the technology itself. Mm -hmm. You know, he was able to find issues that existed that other people said weren't, weren't there at all. Mm -hmm. Or, or, didn't or know, were very or unlikely or, or whatever. It, right? Yeah. Um, that needed to be addressed and got them corrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, friends and family getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, this is a good thing, like we talk about. Um, but, you know, then getting into the negatives of the year, I would say, you know, one of the top ones is the experience mm-hmm. of friends and family getting pregnant. Um, like we've talked about before, it's this balance, and I'm sure those sad. that are watching or listening that have gone through that can can understand that as well. So it's a happy, sad. The negatives, I mean, the surgery mm-hmm. was tough. I mean, I actually had to cook for myself, and no, I'm just kidding. I oh, did, but that's not yeah. a, a negative. But he but, did cook for me too. But, so uh, it's okay. yeah. but yeah, so the, the surgeries were, were rough to go through, and because there were two of them. You know, the first one found out the issues, needed the robot, mm-hmm. wasn't a, wasn't scheduled for that surgery, so we had to reschedule, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, you know, just being consistent with the podcast. It's hard, right? Especially, like, when you go on vacation and stuff, and you're like, I don't want to, you know, do this again. And, you know, writing yeah. the script and recording. And, you know, it's just... Because it is a disciplinary it, thing yeah. that we, we try to do. I mean, I normally will start trying up. We talk about the ideas, and then I normally initiate with typing up what we kind of want to do. Sometimes it is just free scripted. I mean, we just talk, but we try to have a little bit of an outline, but yeah. it does take motivation to do this. I mean, it does. it's, don't get me wrong. We are, this is a big part for us, but we, it is also for you and we want to make sure but that it's we, effort, are, and it's we are giving yeah. good information. So it does take, yeah. yeah. So if there are stories or anything <laughs> of, uh, that it's been helpful, we would love to hear yeah. that. So yeah. that'd be great. No, um, it, no, it's been worth it. No, we, but yeah, the, um, but the best, so the best thing that we've learned, the best thing 
um, of the year. You know, we talked about it. I think we agree that, you know, finding out about the endometriosis, and the PCOS, and even the block fallopian tubes and the, mm -hmm. the things that were, that were the issues and getting them fixed, I think mm -hmm. was just, it's a huge step, right? Mm -hmm. Because it kind of changed the whole, like the whole field mm -hmm. for, for a sports analogy, right? It, it just changed everything about where we were of, we don't know what's wrong. We're kind of blindly wandering. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, this is, these things are wrong. Mm -hmm. Now we can, and we can get them fixed mm -hmm. and it's possible. And we know about it and we've done this before and we've seen, you know, and it just changed the whole attitude of everything. I think for me, what did you, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. No, I mean, just in a sense, like I agree with the positives and so glad that we were able to find the NAPRO doctor, you know, um, I hope that that would be even encouraging for you guys mm -hmm. that are listening. Cause I found out about it because of a podcast as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know that they're promoting themselves more and that there are several, um, NAPRO doctors now that I follow on Instagram and stuff too. Um, so, you know, good places for you guys to look. Um, you know, I'm always, I love when my friends that are either struggling or friends that aren't struggling, that they do get pregnant. But then like you were saying, the negatives are just having to deal with it and be mentally prepared that you are present for your friends and family mm -hmm. that are able to be blessed in that way and mm -hmm. really be joyful with them when you can and in the right way. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is still hard. And then yes, best thing that we finally, we're not unexplained anymore. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. I was like, I'm, that was probably a relief because it's like, there's gotta be something going on. There's gotta be something, you know, I still have um, some friends that they haven't quite figured out like the big thing, like that we were able to figure out. It's like some, maybe some little things. Um, and then the favorite thing for me about this year though, was actually just being able to travel with you and mm -hmm. just going through this experience and this podcast with mm -hmm. you and being able to share with you guys. Yeah. Um, because like I've said in the yeah. beginning, this is hard for me to talk about, but I really feel like yeah. I've, I feel like I've opened up more yeah. and I'm more willing to share and, and everything. I do still have a hard time though when yeah. like certain things come up that I was like, is this appropriate to talk about? And I was like, well, I'm sure it's relatable, yeah. you know, and yeah. maybe it's not always appropriate, but it's relatable. And I know that if we're able to have those conversations yeah. in an appropriate manner, but like it's it's a good thing to talk yeah. about it really is yeah, yeah. and Hopefully i joke you know the podcast being hard to do and to be consistent and while that's true it is rewarding mm -hmm. right i mean you know our objectives with this were to glorify god mm -hmm. in this discussion to you know tell people about infertility issues and kind of get that knowledge out there mm -hmm. and then also be encouraging to those that are going through it who know people that are going through mm -hmm. it and as kind of this, this way for us to, um, you know, kind of talk about it and get that information out and kind of not have it just internalized mm -hmm. so much. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, God has been very, um, present and blessing us through yeah. this podcast yeah. and this year and stuff like that, because yeah. I mean, he and I have like conversations talking about it, you yeah. know, and, um, I know, like I said, that it's been, we're not able to see, you know, where, what all the certain things are, but on some of the audio stuff, it's encouraging for me to see like, 
that people are still downloading from different countries. People are listening in. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully you stick with us, but if not, that's okay too. But yeah. it's encouraging to know that once again, we're not alone. Right. As we're trying to, you know, glorify God and encourage and support mm-hmm. others that you're not alone, me seeing people check in from all these different places makes me feel less alone. That there are other people that are searching for infertility or searching for couples trying to conceive, you know, that we are um, a unit in this journey, right? Yeah. And um, I really do just want to give all praise and glory to God for continuing to be there for us even mm-hmm. in these hard times i mean mm-hmm. this year was rough but boy we found out a lot yeah you know yeah um i think we've kind of talked about that before like oh, 2023 i mean we did for started off with we were going to do clomid again and then i stopped because i didn't feel comfortable about it i had that emotional breakdown you know which was my first one ever <laughs> and then um doing stuff with fertilisis, finding about infections that we didn't know about while we were waiting to still get in with the NAPRO doctor, then meeting with the NAPRO doctor, scheduling mm-hmm. that first appointment, that first surgery pretty fast, you know, mm-hmm. finding stuff, mm-hmm. getting the second surgery scheduled pretty fast. Cause that doesn't always happen. I've had mm-hmm. some people that they've had to wait like months, you yeah. know, and we were two months after. Yeah. And then now we're at the end and I'm getting into that third cycle, you know, of healing and, you know, cautiously optimistic, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, and that was another thing. We even said that yeah. to our doctor. I just we had said, that, yeah. We said we were cautiously optimistic. He's like, don't be cautious. He's like, be cautious. optimistic. Optimi- yeah, he was like, throw and, that out the window. Which I love that. It was so great. But at the same time, I'm like, like we I'm talked about. still going to yeah. maybe yeah. hold on to that yeah. caution. <laughs> yeah. And even, you know, to, to kind of bring back, we had talked about, it's like the things that we wish we would have done differently. Mm-hmm. And that was really the one thing that we came up with was like, we wish we would have found out about NAPRO sooner. You know, not only that it moves the schedule up of where we are are earlier in 23, Mm -hmm. but that would have effectively reduced some of that quote unquote Mm -hmm. PTSD Mm -hmm. of, you know, just that triggering of everything's okay, everything's good and... And that just goes more to show for you guys, though, too, just to advocate for yourself, educate yourself. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying that NAPRO is going to be for everyone, but it was the first time that we felt, like, heard and someone was actually more willing willing to to advocate for us and look for stuff. Figure it out. And that's kind of just the basis of NAPRO technology Mm -hmm. is that they are looking for a problem or a solution mm-hmm. to what you're dealing with, mm-hmm. right? And trying to fix it. Yeah. They don't they don't promise that it's gonna be your end all be all, but they are more willing, at least in our experience, more willing to look for a solution to why you're yeah. dealing with what you're dealing with. Yeah. You know? And I would, I just thought of another one of what it's good, more positivity. We would, we right? would do differently or what I would do differently. Um and not to say that we don't do this at all. But I think more communication would always be good, mm-hmm. right? Just between mm-hmm. us, what's going on, like we talked about in the last couple podcasts of, mm-hmm. you know, the back and forth and like any relationship, any marriage, regardless of what's going on, communication mm-hmm. is important. Check in. But right? just checking in yep. because just because I think everything's fine 
doesn't mean that she thinks everything's fine mm-hmm. and vice versa, right? And that's so, why I think the podcast has helped us too. Just to make us Because talk it's a little about, extra yep. communication about what we're going to talk about. Yep. So you yep. guys don't necessarily have to start a podcast, but I mean, I think it's like if you're, if you're thinking about it, then you probably should be talking about it. Yeah. You know, if it's something that's coming up in your brain a lot more, then it should be shared because, mm-hmm. I mean, your spouse isn't a mind reader, right? Right. right. So definitely can't yep. So now for goals. Goals for 2024. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be some of yours? So I think getting pregnant. Yes. Is a goal. Yes. But to do that, we we got to we got to practice. Yeah. We have to have the sex. <laughs> so so that's goals a goal. keep practicing. Yes, keep okay. having sex. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Right? Yeah. Um and you know when if when we get pregnant next year to go to term right to not to just get pregnant but to go to term have the baby have a healthy baby yes you know all these things yes um something that's just started i guess it's the time of year probably for everybody thinking the same thing but um health overall health um you know being more active right Mm -hmm. doing more fitness eating better diet, not, not just the short term temporary go on a diet diet, but focusing the diet, what I eat and I did tease him when I saw this written on here, I was like, that's right. You speak it out there. You guys can hold us accountable now. Now you can hold me accountable. I should start thinning out (laughs) in my face if you're watching. So, and it won't be, um, edited real. Yes. Yeah. I'm not that good at Photoshop or (laughs) anything like that. Um, you know, and I, yeah, doing the exercise and everything. And then, you know, the podcast consistency, mm-hmm. like we talked about, mm-hmm. um, coming up with information, um, you know, just the frequency of the, of the information to be updated is mm-hmm. going to be probably less like we've talked about. So, um, but hopefully it'll be but it'll, you know, good, positive good news. And good yeah. News. So, um, hope to hear from anybody watching or listening. Uh, like if you have some positive feedback, if you have yeah. some good news, we if really you have... would like to share more on yeah. um, people's success stories yeah. and like positivity or just their different things, you know. Yeah. Um, and even, but even if you're struggling, right? We would love to hear no, that too, sure. you know. And, yeah. and of course, the good, the good stuff is always nice to hear. I guess what I mean more is more um, couple interviews is we sure. do something. You know, because like I said, we would love to be able to do that. Right. We don't really have the pool from which to yeah. draw many couples. Right. Well, to because like we so. said, you know, it's it's a difficult thing to talk it's, about. It's hard to talk. It's about. Um, yeah. people still feel shame, even though I have several women that have opened up to me. Like they still mm-hmm. aren't comfortable putting it out on a platform like this, and I understand that. But I mean, yeah. it would be really great to get interactions with you guys as our audience. If there's things that you'd like to share that. Um, we'd be able to just relate with the rest of our listeners, mm-hmm. you know, within a, a safe environment and stuff like that yeah. too. You know, if you're not comfortable sharing whatever where you're privacy from or whatever, you want. Yeah. yeah. But That's I mean, fine. that would be a really great thing. I think just to continue to encourage others and bring awareness. You know, mm-hmm. um, our main goal always with this podcast was to glorify God, but encourage right. others and bring awareness because That's right. um, the fertility field infertility unexplained infertility. I mean it is so underfunded you guys which you if you've been in this you know mm-hmm. like people are just not 
usually as willing to look for things. They don't know quite what to do. They haven't heard of new innovations and stuff that we mm -hmm. bring to them because we've been doing research because it's affecting us. Mm -hmm. And so I really just would love for there to be more awareness out there. Yep. Um, but also, you know, um, so some of my other goals and stuff though too, of course with like, yes, keep practicing and for <laughs> us to um, get pregnant and have a successful pregnancy carry to term is also just to continue um, to be encouraging and in my walk with the Lord, like, you know, I have some new Bible studies I'm going to be hopefully trying to do. We always try to do the Bible app to continue to read through the Bible, but really just continue to strengthen uh, my relationship with God because he's the one that's all sustaining for me and to really um, be all sustaining for us as a couple, mm -hmm. you know, and like Ryan was saying in our communication, it's like, God, we want God as our center, right. right? You know, keep God at the center and he will guide and direct your path. Mm -hmm. So, um, we do have a scripture that's kind of for like what this podcast, um, was intended for. So we try to always choose a scripture mm -hmm. for that. We have a scripture to kind of tie out our year. And then we just have a scripture to encourage you guys to like speak over you, to help you transition into 2024, mm -hmm. to know that you're not alone God is there for you. You know, we're on this journey with you. We're, we're here to encourage and, um, mm -hmm. you know, so anyway, so mm -hmm. I guess if you'll read. Yeah. So I can start with one the one kind of the overarching for the podcast is Isaiah 41 10. It says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. So as we're still figuring all this stuff out as we're moving into cycle monitoring, as we're trying to get my hormones regulated, I don't want to be fearful. So, yeah. Right. Kind of tying back to what we talked about with the doctor of like what happens at six months, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, that is the fear. Mm -hmm. So we have to remember, it's like, remember that God is there. You know, don't yeah. fear. He's with us. He's holding he's, us up. It's in, con yep. he's in control. Right. And then for, you know, just, for overall, for us, for like with this podcast, you know, we have Hebrews 10, 23. This is an overall encompassing for what we're doing with our hope ahead, right? So let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Mm -hmm. So holding true that our hope ultimately is in God and he is faithful to continue to show up, be there for us, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and then I guess if you'll read mm -hmm. the one that's for our listeners, like sure. a word of prayer over you guys. Sure. Deuteronomy 31, 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That's right. Mm -hmm. So we're, like I said, we we're praying this over you guys. We're praying this over us that God is never going to leave you, never forsake you, you know, so don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. As you go into this new year, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, know that he is with you and continue to seek him, continue to, um, talk to him, pray to him, you know, read your Bible, do a Bible study, go on walks, talk to God, you mm -hmm. know, talk to your spouse, um, and just really, and pray together. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that Ryan and I were given as marital advice Mm -hmm. back with our marriage counseling and we still do that and this is another great opportunity yeah. you know so yeah but yeah i'll go ahead and close this out for our end of our season one i mean this is 2023 yeah this is exciting that 
because I didn't want to do a podcast initially, but thankfully Ryan was there with me and then God has been faithful and you guys have been great supporters and listeners. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just close out. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you again for this podcast. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for our listeners and viewers, Lord. And thank you Lord, for just being faithful in who you are and um, continuing to love us in our hurt and in our successes and just in our questions. And Lord, I just pray for... Um, Ryan and myself as we continue to move forward into this new year and of more unknown and um, expectations that may change or shift, Lord, I just pray that for our viewers as well, that you would just help them and guide them in figuring out what their paths are on this journey and whatever else they're dealing with with life. And I just direct them and pray for them to turn to you and give everything over to you so that you would be glorified and... um, and just continue to um, pray for peace, Lord. This journey is um, stressful and unknown, and we just rest in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Hope you have a happy new year. Happy new year. And we will see you on the other side of 2024. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.